Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt Podcast, brought to you by Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, and TorontoMotorsports.com. Figure, let's have a little bit of fun. Throwback, I guess. This is from Laguna Seca, 2019, a little boutique, kind of sitting room only live show that we did with our pals Ryan Eversley, Jordan Taylor, and Catherine Legg. And what did we talk about? All kinds of stuff. Really, I'd say the the heart of the conversation, which we did in front of whatever it was, 20, 30 people, talking about social media a lot, their careers, what they had going on. So, again, we're winding the clock back a little bit. Jordan was not a Corvette factory driver and champion at that point. Ryan was doing something very different as well. Uh, He's now continuing in TCR with a different team, uh, the Atlanta Speedworks folks. Catherine was full-time with the Meyer, the Meyer Shank Racing, Heinricher Racing entry, and boy, she went through the wars last year. She's now awesomely with the Team Hardpoint EBM Porsche effort in IMSA. It was just a little live show, and I don't know. I, I wish I'd posted this sooner, but I do know that I had a lot of laughs. We had a lot of laughs, and for those who spend a lot of time on social media, you might find some amusing tales here in particular from drivers who spent a lot of time there. We know we have a couple of social media ninjas in Ryan Eversley and Jordan Taylor. So off we go with these three little live show at Laguna from 2019, brought to you by Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, and torontomotorsports.com. Mr. Eversley, can you give me a little bit of... Yeah. Hey, radio check, mic check. Look at that. Yeah, yeah, you do have to kind of hold that up a little bit. How's that? Is that good? Yeah, it's sexy. All right. Sexy is what I'm... Oh, wow. That's like... Boys and his phone. Atlanta Airport has great Yeah, seems like it. Are we doing okay in your... One, two, three, four. Hello? All right. Come on. You did yours in a I moved mine. Way. I moved mine. You're experienced with this. Yeah, I got to show. How'd you move it? Yeah. His well, podcast different. didn't fail. It is bad. Oh, 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 I didn't think you were going to hear that. Oh. Just okay. kidding. Just kidding. I wanted to talk about that. that was, sorry. That wasn't very that nice. Was cold. Look, I'm not nice. Don't I'm going me. now. <laughs> he fed me a great Thanks for coming, Ricky. Lamp Live lesson. Don't talk to Marshall. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for coming out for our little boutique, just among friends and family little podcast here. We're, we're down a, a soldier, but she'll be here. Ryan Eversley, Jordan Taylor. Look at that. You get a, there's applause even. There is applause. I love it. Does she know where it is? No. Oh, that no. could be the problem. She dressed. Oh. She got lost by a little bit, so. Oh, yeah. We're live. We're live. live. Yes, Scott Atherton is going to find you for being late. That's fine. Somebody locked me out. Oh. <laughs> Hi. Catherine Legg. Boo. Boo. It's not the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for coming out. To the three of you. Who locked me out, though? Seriously. Ben Keating. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, is someone keeping tabs? Uh, the score is fluctuating yeah. here massively. So, Ryan, because... Want a grape? Oh, yes. He's, he's feeding people. Thank yes. you. You missed. He caught one from across the room. Yes, oh, yeah. he did. Unbelievable. He's, uh, he's already won today. So, Ryan, because he's a caring human being, thought of the folks who might be here... Brought some cool lanyards, some cool stickers. Jordan, pretty much thinking of himself, brought some grapes. In, inside of his suit, though, 
Oh, yes, sure. <laughs> it wasn't my soup. <laughs> oh, boy. I wonder what that taste was. <laughs> we, all, we all ate one, so <laughs> we're all going down together here. Sorry, guys. I've got a bunch of stickers and keychains here for when we're done, so we're just wondering, Kat, did you... Um, you, uh, you got a hard card. You got some cash <laughs> yeah. maybe we can give out? I don't. Wow. I right. got nothing. Okay. I see how it is. All kidding aside, keeping in mind that two of the three here were just on track like half hour ago, tell us about your day so far, just really basic of being in really hot, sweaty race cars, trying to be productive athletes and human beings. Um, I've been in a very sweaty race car. It's actually hot today, and it's not supposed to be this hot for the rest of the weekend. So we've set the car up, and we're not sure whether we've just completely gone down this road that's not going to be relevant at all tomorrow, or whether it's going to be good. But um, we keep making tons of improvements, and it's actually a bit like last year where we started off pretty bad, and we just kept getting better and better until qualifying, and then we got pole. So hopefully uh, it's following the same path. I'm, I'm quietly confident. Quietly. You're so cute. Um, Mr. Taylor, we read some really welcome news from IMSA that the three letters you love most, balance of performance. Oh, uh, yeah. The ones we're trying, I'm trying to get you guys fined, by the way, to get you to yeah, talk, talk about discouraging things. Yeah, thank you. Um, we saw at least they attempted to loose- loosen the noose around your neck a little. Sorry, I had Taco Bell. Um, they're trying to loosen the noose around your neck a little bit. Yeah. Did you feel anything of benefit in the um, car? I mean, it's a, yeah, I'd say a little bit. I think if we came here with the BOP that we had at Road America, it would have been a lot worse just with the tire wear and the degradation. What did they do? They gave us three horsepower oh. and 20 kilos. Oh, nice. So I don't think the power was worth much. I could probably just go to the bathroom and equal that out. Because <laughs> right. uh, when you're making 600 horsepower and they give you three. Yeah, it's a small percentage. Yes. Um, but I think I think it's definitely in the right direction. I think this track suits our car a bit better. We're very aero efficient, so we make a lot of downforce compared to the other guys. But um, over a long run, with how heavy we were, um, it definitely would have been a long race. So looking at the times today, I think we're in the hunt if everyone's showing what they have. But I think we had a good practice too. You know, a lot of good changes for a race car. I don't know about a qualifying car, but for the race, I think it'll be all down to tires and, and how how much everyone drops off, just like we saw last year. So. I'm quietly confident. Ooh. <laughs> I just learned something really good. If I lose weight, I'll be faster. That's cool. I'm going to apply that. So, Ryan. Yeah, I need to do that. When I looked at your beautiful Honda TCR earlier today, it sure was a part, and a lot of work was going on with it. Tell us about your day. My day has been great. I got some coffee right when I got up, and... Uh, Gained three horsepower. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what happened after that. <laughs> Did you go right through you? Two hungover this morning, so that was a plus. Now we, you know, this is the first time I've come to Laguna Seca with a car that I felt could win because in the series that we race in, they used to have rear wheel drive cars versus front wheel drive cars, and it's so hard on tires here that front wheel drive cars never really had a good chance. And since everybody's in sort of the same platform now, it's excited. But uh, we, we sucked in the first session. We missed the test day yesterday because we don't have the budget to, to do it. And then in the second session, my teammate had an off, and when he came to a stop, another car had nowhere to go and ran in the front of him. So, uh, so I'll, I'll probably not drive until the race, and I don't know what we have for setup. Uh, but I got four laps. We're good to go. He's <laughs> greedy. He's quietly confident. He's greedy. Yeah, the race tomorrow. Yeah. 
So looking at components for the two of you that are very interesting to me at least, and I know I joked about your podcast, Jordan, which I do want to find out what happened. Are there more episodes coming? Is it just Definitely a hiatus? No. <laughs> okay. That's not coming back. Okay. What it, happened? It was just... We don't have the commitment that you guys do. I was going to say, it's work, it's, right? It's work, and we were remotely doing it. Like, we were all in different locations, and I just... I didn't have the passion for it, I guess, is the sure. easiest way to say it. And when you don't have the passion for it, it just work. I think you... I, th- I would think you enjoy it with the people you talk to. You get to talk to very exciting people. No. <laughs> no? <laughs> you would think again, sir. Yeah. No. It's actually... It's these guys that make it really cool yeah, because, totally. like... A lot of the people we talk to, we just try to let them talk, yeah. you know, and it's their story that then you guys seem to enjoy, and so that's become really nice. Um, but I think by the time your show came around, like Marshall's show is out and yeah. we're out, and so it's kind of now becoming like a, a pretty flooded yeah. thing, you know. It's, so, a, it's a big market. Yeah. But your social media, like your videos, are where it's at. Oh my I'll just goodness! Keep that. That's yeah, so, so that's, that's your new podcast. Is that? <laughs> I've yet yeah. to get Fernando Alonso to, to like retweet my crap. So you're kind of beating <laughs> us there, pal. If you're depressed or sad or anything, you just go onto his Instagram, and instantly your day's better. It's so yeah, good. Yeah. It's just a weird place. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what goes on in your head, but I kind of like it. <laughs> it's scary. It's scary. Uh, Jordan, have you ever taken a look? on social media to do an accounting of how Norman Paginot, Simon Paginot's oh, no. dog is doing compared to Fonzie. <gasps> well, how's this? I think, I think Simon puts Instagram. in a lot more work yeah. to get that traffic. For Norman? I think, yes. I think you, I, I think you could be kicking some Well, I think there. The, the good thing is that I don't even own that Instagram. It's some fan who runs Fondue's account, so if you look at the pictures, there's just screenshots of whatever I post, and then he reposts them. Um, so, I mean, we can maybe try bump him a little bit, but right. I think Norman, he just got him on the on his Indy 500 trophy, so if that's got to be one of the most famous dogs in history now. Ryan, we need to up our game. We need to get puppies. I, I don't know how, like, how, you couldn't have a dog. I can't have a dog. Wow. Your yeah, mom well, takes care of your dog, right? My mom, yeah. Yeah, because uh, okay. yeah, she lives, like, not too far away, right? Like, Dude, if I had to drop my dog off with my mom, door. it would take okay, me 10 no. hours to get there. Next door. You moved, right? Yeah, I moved. Wow. Okay. She's next door. <laughs> I had an Indy, Indy car driver wear one of my cat, uh, sticker one of my cats on his helmet in a race last year, but that's because he lost a bet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it was Zach Veach. I forget the bet, but whatever it was, he lost the bet, and I said, if you lose the bet, you have... Someone's going to have to come up with a sticker. I, I, some stupid thing I said where it was like me yeah. flying, holding a basket with my cat Rocky in it. And it was like some, me being trying to be the most effeminate podcaster I could be. And he made, said something where, well, if you win this bet that he came up with, he would actually race at Sonoma with a stick of Rocky on his helmet. Oh, that's right. That was that's the cool. highlight of my year. That's yeah. awesome. By the way, he had a great rookie year up until Sonoma. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, seriously, yeah, he, he does not like Rocky. So, Kat, question for you. Knowing that with Jordan coming up and social media, this, the podcast he did, but just general super engagement. Why do we being, keep talking about my podcast? Because you had one. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, obviously, with Dinner with Racers, which is awesome, and I think has inspired so many people to do similar things. What's it been like for you? I guess we're in a similar boat where you and I came into the sport at a time where that really wasn't a component. Have you enjoyed 
this constant engagement with people aspect. I love it. And I love listening to Ryan's. I actually didn't know Jordan had one, so now I'm going to have to listen to it. But um, my bad. Unbelievable. Sorry. Sorry. I don't waste your time. Wasn't it the, uh, it was the Bad Fast Podcast? Great name, right? Bad Fast. Bad Fast Podcast. So rhymes. I just thought of an angle, by the way. So on my season one dinner with racers visit, I think I mentioned when I was at speed.com, they wanted to get a podcast going. This is about 2009. And they said, hey, do you want to do it? And I'm like, okay. So I went and bought all the stuff. And then they came back and said, oh, hey, we got this radio guy, Rob D'Amico, yeah. who says he'll do it. And so that thing died quickly, and I never got reimbursed for the stuff. So oh, no. I, don't, I might admit to doing a small little happy dance. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's cruel. <laughs> this, this is adding up. Yeah, yeah. 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 We can move on from this topic. Yeah, move on. Move so on. anyway, as I was saying, yes. <laughs> um, I love it, but I'm, I have no idea what I'm doing in any, like, any social media stuff. Again, these guys are awesome at it. And I'm like, um, Can I what mention do I take three a words? picture of today? Can I mention your name here? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you can tell them the story. This is how bad I am at it. So first of all, I sent out the little oh promo photo. Oh my gosh, photo. I saw this. Unbelievable. <laughs> Wasn't that the best? Unbelievable. Yes. Did you see it? I missed this. Oh, oh my okay. gosh. So my artist Roger did the little promo poster thing. <laughs> so I always send it out to my guests beforehand oh, saying, hey, man. if you want to spam it out on your social media, go for it. These two got it. We're like, great. <laughs> Loved it. Cat was on a plane. I guess you could get texts, but not download the image. So she's like, oh, I can't see what it is. So first of all, we start, you know, I start making stuff up. Like, oh, it's great. My, my artist, Roger, uh, he has you as a blind photographer photographing these two for Playgirl magazine. And, of course, she's like, what? What the hell? So we played that up for a little bit. Jordan yeah, was just yeah. diving right in. So along the way, she says... Could you just send me some basic text you might, you know, to send out? Just help me kind of what I should send out because with Because I'm bad at it. So I sent, you know, hey, we're doing a podcast, whatever. And then just saying, you know, to suggest for her to include her name in, you know, come see me, Catherine Lake, whatever. Yeah. I just put in brackets your name here. She tweeted out blah, 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 or whatever. Just send it your, so, yeah. Did you get any emails saying... You I did. Here? I got two of did them. Did you really? I did. It was the best. I was probably oh, my two fans. We won. That's so, so much. Yeah, so I just, I want to be good at it, but I'm also not very good at doing the whole, like, selfie thing. Yeah, I'm and not a big... Yeah. We don't do a lot of selfies. I don't do selfies. Yes. Normally yeah. videos You do people. videos. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't like selfies. But normally I don't do anything that I think would be of any interest to anybody else. That's but I think it would be, because, like, people follow you to know who you are. Right. Like, you follow people to see what they're like, right? Right. Yeah. You do fun things. You yeah. Have a boat. Tell us about them. <laughs> <laughs> We're all curious. Show us more. Like, Stop doing There's a this picture to me. of me knitting in the corner. <laughs> do you knit? Oh. I've knitted in my day. Jordan, when was your day? Last week. <laughs> this is a Renaissance guy here. Yeah, Fonzie could use a nice little jacket, actually. <laughs> nice little wool sweater. <laughs> Man of many talents. So, question for the three of you. We've all been in this sport in a time where it was strong enough and healthy enough to where 
that root canal is not going well at all, by the way. Um, We've all been in this sport at points where it's been very healthy, a lot of vitality. The series have done a lot to promote what's going on. We're also now in a time where it seems like any racing series you follow is really asking a lot of its drivers to help connect, help engage. Does that feel like a step too far? I don't want to say a bad thing, because obviously this is all fan-driven, but do you ever feel like, isn't that your job? I swear I'm a race car driver. But is there ever a sense of like, okay, should I be invoicing you for marketing fees and promotions fees? Where do you fall? Ryan? So there's a, there's a joke that I have of the friend that whenever Imps is not sure what to do with marketing, like we imagine they open up the book and it's like, retweet Jordan Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's not good. <laughs> like, like, yeah. No, like I got asked recently to like film like a commercial type thing with a product that was sponsoring someone else. It wasn't sponsoring me, but like, can you make this video and then I'll post it. I'm not going to create it or make it or think about it. And I'm like, well, am I going to get anything? And they're like, well, we'll give you one of the products. But the product was like $6. But it was their sponsor. I'm like, well, no. maybe if they sponsored me, I'd do it. But. Yeah, right. I, I actually haven't been featured on IMSA's social media channels in the last six months. Jeez. So <laughs> I don't know if I'm the right person to ask. <laughs> this is maybe a question for y'all, and it's something that Ryan, I, Ryan and I speak about every now and then. And so I'm going to say the bad things, not him. He's completely neutral and a good human being. Sweden. Um, Sweden? Switzerland. Sweden. Sweden. Switzerland. They're probably neutral. Also neutral. Maybe. Homeschooling was an option. He said no. Um, It's a good job. He's funny. Ryan. Ryan and his partner in crime, Sean Heckman. But Ryan in particular, if you go to any IMSA event... You're probably going to see more merchandise being worn by people. It might not be a Dinner with Racers shirt, but it might be some sort of Honda-related hat. Whatever it is, you can just clearly see among the many stars, Juan Montoya, Elio Castro Neves. Here's a kid who is a mechanic growing up in Georgia who might actually have the pulse of IMSA's fans better than anyone. We're still trying to figure out reasons why... He is not embraced as much as, say, a Jordan Taylor, who is doing a great job as well. Anybody have any ideas? We're looking for feedback. Look at this! <laughs> well, for the podcasters, Ryan has raised his hand. I, I, would, I would say that uh, it's probably because I've been critical of them in the past on things, but no more than anybody else that, you know, has to stand up and say, hey, look, you need to do the right thing here because our livelihoods depend on it. And uh, so I think that might be it. But also it's surprising because it kind of stopped like six months ago. Like Because a fan pointed out, he's like, why don't they ever put your car in that thing? And I'm like, huh, like when they do the stories and things yeah. like that. But then I just stopped caring because I realized that our numbers are so strong on our stuff that we're doing. Like, yeah, I, I almost said something else there, but screw it. You know, like I'll just keep doing my thing. And I think the people I care about in the sport, like these people sitting here, I know they know my heart's in the right place when I – complain publicly about something or whatever but uh i honestly i'm pretty sure i'm not gonna have dinner or a beer with any of the officials that work here but i would absolutely do that with you guys because you actually come and see us so and there's also another aspect that i'd love to hear from you two as well and and you ryan if you'd like to 
whether IMSA is just giving him the big bear hug of love every day or not, the numbers show within the, whether it's the manufacturer he represents, the sponsors and partners, they see the impact. They, the reason he's here, among the many reasons, is there's a clear value delivered to those who are looking for that value. What about for the two of you, right? I know you have sponsors. I know we've been trying to fire your dad for a while. I mean, seriously, <laughs> yeah. he needs to retire. Yeah. But what about the two of you? Because you're athletes, you have goals, you're trying to be champions in and of yourself. But you do also have, whether it's a Cadillac, an Acura, name, you know, Caterpillar. There's a lot of other brands that are looking for you to fulfill them as well. How do they approach you about that? How do they measure that? Yeah, these aren't all softballs well, here, trust no. me. No, I mean, I honestly think that if you look at sport in general, if you can connect with the personalities involved, then it's a good thing. There are a lot of dri- race car drivers, especially these days, that are a bit robotic and that people don't really... It doesn't matter if they win or they lose or they're indifferent to them. And the personalities in this sport, I think, should be nurtured and should be helped and should be in the game because that's who people come to watch. When I was growing up and I wanted to be a race car driver I liked people because I liked their personality and I supported them like in British touring cars and things like that and then it was also the manufacturers like okay my mum drove a Renault Laguna so I supported the guys that drove the Renault Laguna there's a connection there there's so many you know people that you don't you don't even know how to spell their names you don't know what they're like you don't know what they look like and I don't I think they're all worried about the bottom line and how much money they can bring to the teams to keep it running. And that's great because that's a really short-term view. I think to look at it over the long term, the thing that's going to make IMSA better over the years is going to be getting bums on seats, getting people interested, getting the kids in the door who then become fans, who are then interested. And I think that's not going to be some 19-year-old kid that you've never heard of bringing $2 million budget to someone, that's going to be a Ryan Eversley or a Jordan Taylor who can, you know, get people to come to the races. And I, I feel quite passionately about the fact that the personalities are not nurtured enough, I think, by the series, by the manufacturers, by everybody. I think we need to put more kudos on that. You watch football and you have your favorite football teams and there's three or four people that you can pick out because you like them or you hate them, but you have a feeling about them. And you may not like Ryan, (laughs) you probably do, or Jordan, but they evoke some kind of emotion within you because they're personalities, and I really think that there isn't enough emphasis put on that. Sorry, did I just go off on a rant there? (laughs) I think it's a good point. Like IndyCar does the rivals thing, which is a big deal, and you get to know the drivers, and like growing up watching IndyCar or kart, like... I loved Paul Tracy. Like he hit a lot of guys and took a lot of guys out, but there was no social media. But you knew him from the two-hour race on Thank that weekend. God there was no social media that's when all, Paul was driving. That's all you got to know was on the race weekend. Like if people watch, if there was no social media today, no one would know who I was because I'm not an exciting driver on track. I don't do anything spectacular. Like I don't do crazy passes or hit people. I try not to. But yeah. like my social media is like something where I can show something away from the racetrack that people can connect with. And I follow people on social media because I, I unfollow a lot of race car drivers because all they post is them on a bicycle or <laughs> rise and grind. Yo, yeah. Out here so grinding. like I follow people that I want to see what they're like away from the racetrack. Like I don't care that you drive this on a race weekend. Like I can watch that on TV, but 
I like to see what you like to do at home, what you're like as a person or a family member. Can I ask this of the three of you? At least within IndyCar, I know this to be true because I participate in some of it. There are num- not a lot, but there are a number of drivers, and me as well, maybe because I started the whole thing, where we share the really lame Instagram or whatever posts of other drivers. So there's this constant text See, exchange. that's why I'm scared. Do you guys do <laughs> <laughs> I think Marco Andretti's is the most classic in social media, for sure. He still doesn't know how to crop pictures. <laughs> You're like, come on, man. You have people. Like you screenshot you stuff on Google, I think. <laughs> um, what, do you guys, market. please tell me that goes on an IMSA, too. I've never, I've never think to ask. I think so. I yeah, just assume you and Heckman are up to like four in the morning going, oh my God, I mean, see this guy we don't care about IMSA drivers. Check out what Felipe Nasser posted, and like a random fan of NASCAR is going to be like, what's a Felipe Nasser? Yeah. You know, and he's like a superstar, but. I, I think I got a shot like, for that in third grade. I'm feeling better now. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, uh, Ricky, uh, Ricky and I talk about Elio's posts. Yeah. His are pretty classic. Like yeah. he'll, he'll post like workout Wednesday and it's just a picture of weights that he found on Google. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm in on that. That's my guy now. Yeah. Yeah. Those are very funny. Yeah. Not not everybody fully gets it. I would to kind of go down the same route that we're talking about, one of the things that, that kinda of irks me a little bit is that you can see drivers suddenly get the realization that they should have social media oh. you know, in their oh. in their back pocket and it becomes this like fake you know gratitude thing i know you guys have seen this too and you're like dude too late you know you've already been a mean to people (laughs) are we supposed to be censored here here. yeah i mean i'm looking at you bill oberlin it's too late now (laughs) but like you you see like especially with the younger kids they come in and they drive and they're super talented and they're really fast and might even have funding behind them to do that but they're not going to get picked up for the next opportunity where like maybe their dad stops paying or whatever happens because no one's out there going like man i can't wait to see this guy again because you waited too late in your in your career to suddenly care about the fans, and uh, I think that's uh, to me that's like the social media thing that I'll notice. I don't share that with other people, but I'll just see and be like, "Dude, you gotta." You just have to be genuine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's all it is. You yeah. just have to be yourself, even if it's not the most exciting thing. Just be yourself. Yeah, I get that stuff not as much as I used to, but I used to get a lot of that from usually PR reps. I did, don't know. It's usually some sort of hiring an ad agency to do PR for young driver X. And they do the tweeting for them and stuff as well. And so you get, I'll get these email requests saying, hey, I don't know if you've seen that young Johnny so-and-so is going to be at the such-and-such track driving the thing. And I go, yeah, that's what I do for a living. Well, he's going to be on social media. And if you, yeah, I'll be here. We'll, We'll be, it's just this weird, if social media at its highest art should be organic, there's a bizarre paid level of inorganic stuff that is actually the most hilarious. And frankly, that's the stuff that gets traded around like, so yeah. someone thought this would connect with the fans. Right. I, that probably cost you a thousand bucks. That's amazing. I, I think you know, your, um, you know, the French fry is a perfect example. Your day can come across as very analytical, very serious. Oh, very French. Sorry, I'll just stop. Like, yes. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's, he is a different person now, yeah. for sure. I, was, I can speak from experience with a little dragon racing uh, year. Um, yeah, I always, with the hamburger and french fry videos we do, I always just know if whether they're going to be good or bad based on where he ended up on the 
speed chart because if he's like 17th, I'm like, oh, this is going to be uh-huh. bad. And so, yeah. But you walked away at one point to get Robin Miller, I think, at Indy, and he was like, okay. And then somebody came along and he grabbed like Ryan Hunter Ray and yeah. Robin Miller gave me the best piece of professional advice I've probably ever had, truly. And I don't just Wait, mean Robin in this. Wait, Robin Miller? Yes, That's believe so it or cool. not. It's like, you can mix the ketchup and the yeah. mustard. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I, I mean, period. Not just media career, but my entire life. Going for it. We were, I was, it was Indy 500, practice, midweek, whatever. It's like 8.30. I'm slaving away on some story about something that... I felt was super critical. He's sitting next to me, and I'll try not to curse too much here, but he goes, hey, finish the fucking story. And I'm like, <laughs> and it just kind of shot. And I'm like, what's going on? He said, look, it's dinner time. Gave it a beat or two and said, we're not winning Pulitzers for this shit. Just finish the story and file it. Instant. It's like, oh, yeah. Not as if I thought I'm ever going to win a Pulitzer. But the point was, do your story, do your work, do your thing. Just realize, look, man, we're not curing cancer. People aren't going to, hunger is not going to be solved. <clears throat> this is sports, it's entertainment. Just yeah. understand where you fall in the food chain here. Story got finished very quickly, wouldn't have had a nice dinner. I've applied that to pretty much everything since. I actually have a good like, uh, example for the social media stuff that we were talking about. Like, Do you guys follow, this is maybe a side tangent, I don't know, or we... Please look <laughs> off of social media. Keep going. Um, but do you guys follow Phil Mickelson on anything? No. no. So like Big golfer. Yeah. Like I, I didn't. I don't follow Your golf. Your life is so random. But I his, love it. yeah, my brain is weird. But uh, like his social media is so good yeah. because it's so genuine, uh-huh. like of who he is and like funny. All right. Following. And if you go into his comments, like people will like the top comments are always like, "I didn't know anything about you, but now you're like my favorite golfer," and it's just from his social media uh-huh. because you see of who he really is, not right. just what you see on the golf TV um, but like my lava lamp life lesson stuff came from him because oh. he does a fireside with Phil oh, so with stories I did but in my first one I told him I'm like I'm basing this off of Phil Mickelson's thing because it's so good yeah I think that's cool plagiarism <laughs> yes I'm unfollowing you <laughs> yes we are filing lawsuits here in yeah. Laguna yeah the end of Jordan Taylor. <laughs> Thanks, Catherine. <laughs> so I love the this fact that we're just kind of sticking on social media stuff because it's fun. Do the three of you, we know yours, Cat, for the most part, but maybe there'll be more layers. Do you guys have an actual strategy of how you approach what you do? I'm, and I ask because I know of some drivers who genuinely have a strategy. I will go, Instagram would be a really good thing to start watching. At specific intervals, 8 a.m. Uh, Eastern. Time of day. Uh, 12, uh, right? Oh, yeah. And just a general, and so you can tell, aha. So you're waking up thinking you're really important, and you need to make sure you show people things at these intervals. Otherwise, your self-worth won't be fulfilled, whatever it is. Right. There are people yeah. in your professions who actually have crafted ways they think that will make them more loved or whatever. Hmm. I know you don't do that, but just curious if you do have at least maybe a mindset. Jordan? The, the, stuff, that dri- <laughs> the stuff that drives me crazy are people that like buy followers or do fake likes and fake comments and stuff like that. And you can like, you know who they are. It's very easy to tell. Um, it was like years ago I said, like I, I don't know if it was my mullet thing. I said if I grow a mullet, 
I'll grow a model if I get this amount of followers and someone actually could buy bought me followers. Yeah, right. I remember we had this yeah. conversation. And like, I'm like, why yeah. did you buy me followers? Like, I don't want fake followers. I don't want someone to know that right. like a bunch of mine are fake. So they took them away. Is there money oh, in, in okay. being bought? Because I'll well, no, absolutely they didn't sell take my followers. Like, as I got a new follower, make, right? it would take a fake yeah, one away. We'll make so I would maintain the same number until I gotcha. matched it. Yeah. But uh, huh. no, like my social media, like if you look at it, you probably wouldn't even know I'm a racing driver. I don't think I don't post pictures much of my race car. Your rivals have said that it's not very kind what they've been saying. I'm sure. Are they, yeah. Yeah, no. See, I think I do yeah, too much of Ricky. the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> see, I think people just want to see the race car stuff. I never really do the other stuff because I think that's all that Boring. they follow me for. Yeah, but that's why they started following me as a driver. Yeah, but then they know who you are, though. As, they don't. They know you as the driver. They don't. But know I who don't you want them to Catherine. know me because then they'll just realize that I'm boring. At least <laughs> this way, there's like an enigma where they think there may be something a little bit deeper than a puddle. You don't want to take that risk. I don't want to take that <laughs> <laughs> I talk about pooping half the time on mine. <laughs> That's a risk. And a strategy. Actually, a strategy. <laughs> yeah, that might be his 2019 plan. Yeah, right. We're going all in on poop. What I, about you, Ryan? I don't have a strategy necessarily, but I understand, I, maybe because of my upbringing, that I get to do some really, really cool shit a lot. And with the show now, like that's enabled a lot of cool interactions and 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 things like that so my thought process is like i hate we've talked about this i hate when people are like always good to be at laguna seca like it's a passively like regular thing for you oh like the office thing the office thing drives me insane (laughs) but like the always good comment like always good to be on a yacht it's like you're never on a yacht yeah it should just be holy shit look at this yacht you know because that's how i i am when i'm on stuff like that so my thought is I'm taking people along with me. If you follow my accounts, it's not like, check out this cool car I drove today. It's more like, how cool is this? Yeah. You know, And I, I just assume that other people would want to see that as well. That's about it for strategy. Like I, I don't really – I actually started censoring myself recently because I, I like – this is a true story. I liked a political thing. Oh, gosh. And it wasn't a political statement that I Dangerous. liked. I liked a guy calling another guy out. Had nothing to do with the politics yeah. of it. It was just the way he worded it. I was good. like, "Ooh, good rip." It's so dangerous. Like, and I liked it. I yeah. didn't click retweet or anything. No. I hit, and like by that I mean I hit the heart button on Twitter. Did, and know. so did you get backlash from that? Uh, one of my sponsors did. No way. And they were like, "I can't." And the funny thing was is that wow. I'm not political at all. But the the side that was getting roasted, I'm actually on their side a little, like, amount. Uh, so I'm like, okay, the thing you're mad about, if you actually know me, you would know I don't really yeah. care. But it was, I, I liked it. I literally just was like, huh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, like, okay, so now with the lay political turmoil of everything and how sensitive people are, I, I sometimes I'm like, don't even click like. Because you used to be on Twitter, especially if you hit like the like button, it didn't show up anywhere yeah. unless you clicked now you on it. See now it'll actually just in your feed. Sometimes yeah. you'll see like Jordan Taylor liked, and it's yeah. a joke uh, about something. Yeah, like yeah. So now I have to think about that, and I hate that because yeah. I don't want to like be it. anything other than myself. Yeah. You know. But yeah. so I need to stop liking all those pro Hitler tweets. Is what you're telling <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> all right, all right. Lesson learned. Hitler was a common name yeah. back then. Yeah, okay, that's let's. Very true. Uh, Fred Hitler he was a great mechanic. <laughs> like Ryan's. Pretty vocal sometimes on Twitter with opinions. You will be when you get older. No, but like I, I was when I was like five years ago. I was and like I enjoyed it. Like I liked voicing it. Yeah. But the amount of negativity that comes right. like mm-hmm. with, right. if there's actually I posted something 
Y- t- yesterday, flying here, I posted a funny thing about three girls wearing big hats named Karen, Karen, and Karen, yeah, yeah. all spelled differently. It was good. And I thought it was hilarious. Like, they all dressed alike. They all had their pumpkin spice lattes. And I made fun of, like, they probably like wheatgrass and acai bowls and all this stuff. Yeah. All these stereotypes. And, like, I got so many responses that were hilarious. Like, people oh, okay. loved it. And then one girl was like, oh, it's, so it's cool to make fun of girls trying to be in style now and I'm like that one negative comment ruins, ruins it ev- yep. every, like I deleted it yep. and I'm like it just ruined my day I'm like did I actually make fun of those people which I did but it was funny <laughs> so let's keep sharing the fun stuff we don't normally tell yeah. but honestly you guys are here let's do it so a couple of weeks ago on my week in IndyCar podcast I uh, gave out my email address for a thing and it's no big deal get an email from a listener who seemed super happy, but also kind of super unhinged. And so I'd get one email that was like super yay, nice, happy, upbeat. And then my wife and I are going through a lot of stuff that just allowed me to not spend any real time checking personal emails. And I get an email about three days later that's super hostile because I didn't respond to the guy's thing. And it was like way over the edge. And I just, I saw it was like, I didn't understand, I'd missed a few, sent him something and just said, sorry, really busy on the home front, like, I hate to say it, but this is not a priority right. for me, I'm just being honest with you. Get something back a few days later, say, hey, so, no worries, no problems, whatever, all good. Didn't see that one, wasn't looking. Get another email from the guy, you effing this oh and that, gosh. and I trying wow. this, and so on and so my forth, oh, and... Yeah couple days later get another one hey man really sorry let's start over blah 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 and at that point i just hit use the little filter and so just sent that to, to junk or spam whatever it was yeah so i'm going to clean out junk mail i just went to do that monday or tuesday and i see an email that had been filtered there from him and i'm like Man, like it's still going. It's just a weird thing when you talk and someone's not really talking back to you, but you keep talking. <laughs> so, in the most recent show, I'd mentioned a listener. It's all listener Q and A driven. A listener had mentioned something about IndyCar and how do you think we could have a point in the future where there are more women? Where's why isn't Catherine here and Simona? True talent. Uh, what about people of color, right? I mean, it's a very white... I mean, it just is what it is. I said, hey, I live for a day where IndyCar, sports cars, every form of racing looks like who we are as a people. Um, I'd love to see black women in the sport. I'd love to see that... So the guy sends me some crazy hostile thing and closes it with saying, by the way, we don't need blacks or women in IndyCar. Yikes. All right. So that po- at Sounds that like point, that was like, fellow. you know, I think there's a further grade of spam filtering I should look into. So, wow. no, it wasn't you, by the way. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, why are you raising your hand? I don't realize that Catherine was the first female to win at Long Beach. Oh, I mean, it's... Wow. Oh. I'm holding my microphone. Yeah. So, Atlantics? I end up saying as a comment just in this week's episode mentioning that saying I don't know if the guy so if you take those things you have super high highs and super low lows my mother not uh, uh, this never been private about this she's bipolar she had multiple personalities she had a lot of mental problems like so I grew up with that from day one know it well 
So just it was a bit of a throwaway line, but I said, I don't know if this guy's bipolar or just a scumbag. Right. Because he could have no mental issues and just be a dick. Right. Or he could be bipolar because this is doing the big. Oh yeah. So the one. Uh, sorry for the long lead up here, Jordan, but. I got the same exact thing today from some guy talking about, well, you know, if you replace bipolar with another disease, is that line funny at all? I thought you were better than that. No, no, no. And I'm like, it's your choice to be upset. You own that. You can take this as an offensive statement. Please do. That's your choice. You don't. I didn't describe any of the emails, no context whatsoever, but someone decides on their own. You've been a bad yeah. human being and should be reprimanded on social media. That's the thing I always find bizarre. Like, if I wrote a story and someone said, I read it, it's the hottest of garbage, you should be fired instantly. And I kind of looked at it and halfway agreed. I'd say, yeah, you're kind of right. It's bizarre to have someone, in this case, more or less read the headline and then give you a whole summary of, of your failings. It's such a modern social media kind of thing. But I think... That's that's one of the problems with social media to me is that everybody can hide behind not real names, yeah. not real profile pictures. And I get a fair amount of abuse. But I think it never happened because nobody would actually come up to you and say women shouldn't be in racing. You know, like it just doesn't happen like that. But it, it happens online. And I, I don't understand the negativity. Like... Why say my mum always used to say, "Don't say anything if it's not nice," you know. Yeah. Um, why not try and use it to build other people up and support other people and to do funnies and for a positive gain? Why are they sitting at home trying to knock people down? Is it because they feel insecure about their own lives? Because that's all I can think is, you know, they're trying to take a stab at somebody to make themselves feel better. Like, what's the point in saying that to you? Is, does it make them feel like I'm the big man or something? Because it's not doing anything productive. I think that there's a big value as there there is a Pulitzer that should be going to dinner with racers for the appra- uh, dinner with racers for the appraisal of Racer Magazine's comment section, where the the most oh, yeah, fertile we knew what we were doing. yeah the that most cool. fertile breeding ground for yeah. yes. Um, I just believe that for. Many, I shouldn't say many, whatever percentage of people today with the advent of I now have this little thing in my pocket where I can tell the world Mm -hmm. what I'm thinking at all times, that folks almost feel obligated to stand up and be heard. If if folks don't hear what I think, whether it's right, wrong, or smart or not, then I'm not alive and I'm not a part of the greater thing. And I I think that might be part of it. I don't know if you in the science project, you and Sean have... Uh, Heckman have done have come to a conclusion, but I, I'm not saying there's only one answer to it. But there's definitely I s- always wonder the same thing. You have three options, a couple options: say something, say nothing, or make us laugh, show us a cat photo. Right. And most of know. it is positive, though. We're being yeah. very negative. Like yeah, 99. Like most of it is really cool, and it makes you feel really good, and it's nice because you know that people care. And um, so I think 99.9% of the time it's a really positive thing. But as human beings, we don't focus on that 99.9%, do we? We take the one negative and take that one personally. But it stands out so much. Like, I've thought about disabling my comments sometimes because, like, 
It's the same thing. One negative will just ruin the whole thing. It's handicapable. Okay, come on. (laughs) Well, I think the thing, especially with you, Jordan, because you've been uh, putting out such funny things that people, like the superstars of our industry, have reposted, you're going to open yourself up to Jimmy Johnson's fan base. And. Oh, that'd be awesome. The big thing I learned about the podcast, especially, is like when you put yourself out there at that level, that that many people, I'm sure you get this too with your show, that that's opening yourself up for attack, you know? And when you put yourself out there, there's just more of a chance that someone's not going to agree with it yeah. or be sensitive to or, something you didn't even think about. Yeah. yeah, the amount of people have asked me if I've skipped leg day is unbelievable. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and that's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> if I skip leg day because I have skinny legs, I have very skinny legs. Yeah. I'm like, did you skip leg day? I'm like, no, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro, bro, just skip, skip, bro. So. Let's wind down here. I wanted to break a little bit of news. I know Catherine is really pleased to hear this. Both Ryan and Jordan have received invitation to test for a seat in the inaugural M series. So it's a formula series for men. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. It's called IndyCar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Ouch. Oh, brilliant. Oh, sorry. That was Velociraptor. Good. So, <laughs> so having read some stories that you received an invite, I believe, for W... I don't, again, I yeah. genuinely don't know the details. I didn't want to click on it because I figured it was going to make me mad. Yeah. It was spam. I was curious what? about that, too. <laughs> What is... You and I have had this discussion privately, so yeah. I'm not asking us to uncork things we shouldn't, but... What is it like as one of the world's best-known, most skilled, most accomplished women who drive race cars to receive an invite to what I would think is the equivalent of, like, mid-tier road to Indy <laughs> and who's competed at Indianapolis multiple times, et cetera, et cetera? Is that how – do how, how do you process that knowing you are a badass athlete first and foremost? Well, thank you. Um, it's really tough because I've gone backwards and forwards on it a lot and I've been trying not to be too vocal but I've been vocal about the fact that I don't think we deserve to be segregated I don't think there is a man only series if there was everybody would be up in arms the W series has a mission to help women in racing and at the beginning of last year when they were coming out I said okay this could be good this could be bad but I'm fundamentally against segregate against segregation I can't even say it now and I don't think it's a positive step in the right direction I'm not sure how it will be done so it's kind of negative on it they did a good job last year I don't think there was any negative press they weren't pulling each other's hair and uh, and having fights and stuff and I think it did help spotlight a few um, few of the girls in the series and help them come along and then we had VIR where we yes. got Alice Powell who was one of the top ladies in that series to come over and race with us and she did a very good job um, so I, I actually sent Catherine Bonmuir uh, an email saying hey you know I, CEO I thought it was series, the I believe. CEO of the series I'm, I was wrong kind of you know like I, I still don't fundamentally believe we should be segregated but I actually do believe that you did what you said on the tin which was you're going to help women in racing because those girls would not be racing without the W series so I still I still am torn. I still I'm very pro women because 
you know, I know what it's taken for me to get here and I know how I felt very, very isolated at times and if I can help other girls not feel like so isolated, it's a good thing. Anyway, so um, I thought also the reason for doing it, right, is because it's really tough to make it in racing. Whether you're male, female, black, white, whatever, I don't care who you are, unless you've got a very rich daddy, it's really, really hard to make it in racing. And we've, the three of us that here, we've worked really hard at it and we've had some really dark days not knowing if we're going to be racing, if we're going to find the money, if we're not. And we've all, we're all sat here because we fought and we kept fighting to be here. And so I think part of it, you know, these girls have been handed it on a platter. And when you've been handed it on a platter, are you hungry enough? Do you want it badly enough if it's too easy? So there's that aspect of it too. But there's also that I'm going to make the most of this and then I'm going to go and progress into something else. There's also half a million dollars prize money. <laughs> you know, there's all these things that I'm like, that's really good. And that is also really... So I don't... I honestly find it really hard to sift through all that and decide where exactly... I come into play, but I also don't have the luxury of having a really rich daddy where I don't need to fund doing stuff and I do need to pay my mortgage. So if I if I decide to do, a, you know, a race series that, I don't know, if somebody offered me a ton of money to go and race a Miata, I'd go do it. If um, You've been racing electric Jaguar SUVs too. I did, yeah. <laughs> somebody paid me a lot of money to go race electric. No, um, I also just love racing you know I want to be in a good car and I want everything to be equal and I want to just race um, the stuff that goes along with it the politics and the and the sponsorship finding and everything is really not easy from the outside it may look different to how it is on the inside but finding sponsors is gut-wrenching going and sitting there and trying to sell yourself is really hard and um they don't approach you. Nobody comes up to me and says, hey, Catherine, I want to be the sponsor on your car next year. You know, we work really hard behind the scenes to make all this happen. So I do not judge anybody for going and doing whatever it is that they need to do to make it or make a living or do anything. I think um, you got to do what you got to do at the end of the day. You threw in at the end of the day. I love at it. At the end of the day. Let's I ranted again, didn't I? I'm on one today. Look, was a good speech. This <laughs> is the best Catherine Lang. I mean, I, look, I don't want polite. Let's close with this. Velociraptor. Tell folks, Mr. Eversley, where folks can find your Triple Awesome podcast. Also, if you can, can you tell us if you know what you're doing next year? Give any hints. We tell them about Penske yet? I don't know. <laughs> don't, that's like sore subject. <laughs> You and me, right, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, why are you and I in the third car? <laughs> that would be You know so what I mean? Cool. Like, just maybe the two people that promote the brand more than anybody else, but whatever. It's cool. Um, Not bitter. Should I go renting again? I am bitter. Myself? I'm, like, actually bitter. Lally, Lally has this thing about don't be bitter, and, like, the last six months have been like, yeah, I'm going to be really bad at 40 <laughs> in 10 years. Yeah, um, I can't say what I'm doing next year. I have a pretty good idea, but uh, I'll be racing something somewhere. Um, I think I'll be doing more of those stadium truck races in the Robbie Gordon. Isn't that the that best is so thing. cool? Yeah, how, how was the rollover? The rollover was fine because I was so jacked. You know, because that's the first time I ever rolled anything. He was oh, mad wow. he only rolled once. That's how. Yeah. So as this happened, I was like, I, I'm not making this up. I was like, oh, it's happening. <laughs> I'm finally gonna roll something. 
and when it rolled, I remember thinking, go, 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 like as quick as yeah, you can. I saw you couldn't, yeah. So in my head, it took 10 minutes to press the starter button, but if you watch the video, it's like, poof, and I took yeah. off. And I knew there was a guy near me because I saw him when I was rolling. There was another truck out there. So I'm like, I'm racing that guy still. <laughs> you know? That's and awesome. I just assumed the thing would be fine because I hit a wall pretty hard at Toronto, like concrete, and it just kept going. So, um, so yeah, uh, it, was, it was good. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, it was yeah. so much yeah. What happened, just to set the record straight, because one of my mechanics was. this weekend thought I just turned right for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Robbie Gordon had a shitty start. And I had a I had a run on him, and he outbroke himself into the keyhole, so he smeared across my front end. And in theory, if it was one of these things, I would have just never turned. He'd been like, "You can go," you know, and sent him off. But it's the guy that runs the series, you know. Yeah. I'm like, eh, I shouldn't yeah. turn the boss. So I lifted to let him go across my front end, and then when I hit the jump, I was like ten miles an hour slower than. Cole was behind me, so he's coming with a head of steam and just hits me midair. So like you're five through the air, like wow. oh this is cr- goosh, like in the air, which is a not a normal feeling. Flying through the air is not a normal feeling, and then getting hit flying through the air, so that's what turned it. But I finished wow. third. So <laughs> did Joey? You still finished third? Yeah. 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 So yeah. when you take off, a, like you do the jump the yeah. first time, you you know you have to go fast enough to make it happen. So but is there like getting up to it? You're like I gotta go quicker than that. So at the test, you go to the test track, and it's like a 30-second lap at their shop in Charlotte, and you hit the ramp at, like, 50 miles an hour, which is bullshit because the first racetrack you go to, you hit it at, like, 80. And at 50, you're like, okay. At 80, you're like, oh, come on. (laughs) Like, running up to it, I literally was like, you got it. All right. And then, like, the second race at Toronto, they're like, hey, the ramp, we can't put it where it was. It was sliding on the paint, so we moved oh, it another wow. 30 yards down the track. I'm like, oh, come on, man. Like, Do you, you yeah. used to it? No. Oh, you don't? When you first take off, what is it like, I'm going to die feeling? Or is well, there a- at the test, Robbie's standing there, and this guy was a hero of mine growing oh. up. So I'm like, I, and, and also it was like a tryout because they're like, if you're not good in the truck, we're going to put someone else in there because Continental is sponsoring You don't want to like go, go so, and right, like get stuck right, there. Right, so yeah. there was another kid there testing with me, and he's a kid that does these side-by-side off-road races, and he's like six-time champion or something. So, And we weren't shooting out against each other, but he was he was going to do the Road America race. I love so, that there's a shootout for Stadium Super Trucks. <laughs> right. I figured it's just like... Don't die. Yeah. Here okay. you go. You're not. You got out of jail this weekend. You can, all right. Come right. On. Yeah, yeah. right. Put down that bottle of whiskey. Let's do this thing. So basically, I'm talking to Robbie. I'm like, should, like, how far should I carry the throttle to the jump? And he's like, you need to be flat to the lip. Oh. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> flat to the lip. Wow. So the way it's set up is like, it's pit lane. There's like a hairpin ramp. So I'm like, I'm flat to the lip on this first jump because he's watching. He's a hero of mine. And also, I want to do this. Yeah. You know. And the kid that was going before me was lifting before the ramp. And I'm like. Man, that must mean it's pretty scary. So my first jump, I just I went flat to the ramp. Like I went flat to the lip, and the thing went flying through the air. And as soon as you get in the air, it's like they they undersell it so much. Like you're like, how's the jumping? And every one of them's like, nah, 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 nah. it's a big deal every time because you have no control. And the way the pitch of the truck is going to land is dependent on like your like how much it's going to hurt sometimes. So some uh. landings you're like, oh no problem. And sometimes it's like a car accident, you know, like whiplash and everything. So. They're it's like, yeah, if you're in the air and you keep your foot in it, it'll it'll raise the nose. If you touch the brakes, it'll go straight down. And I'm like, okay, what about like getting crossed up? Because when I was watching the videos, it looked like if you get crossed up, if you correct, it's bad. And he's like, oh, yeah, Paul Tracy split a concrete block in half because he got crossed up in the air <laughs> oh and he put wheel gosh. into it. And when it landed, it went where the wheel was. So he just drove straight oh into a wall. Gosh. So he's like, so don't – if you're in the air and you're sideways, just hold on to it. And I'm like, all right. 
So, <laughs> so first time I hit the air, you can't see anything when you're in the air, so you have no clue where you're going to land or how it's going to go. And I landed, and all I thought was, not dead, go flat. So I'm, like, hauling ass through the rest of the lap because it's not scary. Like, they're slow, yeah. you know. So I'm flat out through all that stuff. And I come back, and the second time I fly even farther, I'm like, oh, we got this. And the third time I got a little crossed up because you got to remember they're super soft. So even if you're going straight at it, you might have, like, the right rear loaded up. And so when it hits, it's going to jack the right rear in the air. I know that because I've done none of this. So um, I'm flying right at it, and the thing's, like, loaded up on one wheel. So when I get in the air, the thing just turns sideways. So I correct like I'm absolutely not supposed to. And as soon as it lands, it hooks, and I'm like, no you know, way. like driving like crazy. And immediately Robbie Gordon comes out. He's like, whoa, me down? And I was like, oh, like career goal achieved. Robbie Gordon told me to back it off. Yeah. Like retirement now, commentary. I'm good, you know. But then like, so I did like a bunch more laps and everything, and I come back, and he's not even there anymore. I'm like, oh, where'd Robbie go? He's like, yeah, a dentist appointment. I'm like, do I get the ride? They're like, yeah, you got it on the first lap. Wow. Like, oh, oh my can gosh. I go home? <laughs> like, awesome. Yeah. So that, that was cool. kind of how that went. But they're so cool because they're so dumb. You know, like, they're, they're telling you, like, if you have the wheel hanging in the air when you're coming off the corner, that's the fastest way to be. Like, if you're three-wheeling off a corner and you're like, nothing does this. Yeah. You know, there's no, like, oh, right, that one time I ran that Mustang. Like, nothing Cause you know, the, equals The thing out. is, if we're talking ride height and the chassis moving, we're talking if it's a touring car – very few inches millimeters if it's a prototype yeah. of gt it's super you know the thing barely moves yeah you see on a it's road course or whatever yeah. that's what i was wondering ryan because for the two of you in your normal job view is not a problem when you're in this thing like I, are you having to like crane oh, your neck to see over literally staring at the sky i literally it's got like mad at myself because coming through turn one at mid ohio you get it up on the on the <laughs> you get it up on the right rear and it's literally hanging the front in the air and you can't see anything and you're like, am I going to run out of road on exit here? So you're like, wait until you can see the grass start to show up. And you're like, oh, okay, we're good. But there are times where you're like, if you any like transitional corners where you have like a left and then a right, you have to lift out of it just to get the nose down because you can't see when it's time to turn in to the right. You know, like yeah, so yeah, like other cool, things. It's like, like going through the cool screw every corner. Right? What's that? Yeah, it's like going through the cool screw. Yeah. But what about yeah. the guy who cut the track at one lap? So that's how I got third because he he drove himself off and then instead of. Going back on the track, he literally cut off turn five at, at Mid Ohio. Like, just went straight to the Honda Bridge, and then they're like, "All right, so what do we? What, what do you think we should do?" Like, and they're at, I'm like, "Well, obviously, you gotta drive. You don't get to do that." And they're like, "All right, but we don't really have a rule about that." I'm like, "Okay, cool. Well, as long as that's okay, tomorrow on the last lap of the race at Mid Ohio, I'm just gonna turn right at turn one and go through the grass <laughs> down to turn four, and we'll be good." And they're like, "Yeah, okay, we get okay. it. Like, yeah, like come on." But, yeah, that series is so cool because it's so just, like, stupid. But the one thing I will say, and this should be, like, a wake-up call to other racing series, including the one we're at right now. At Toronto, the starting grid for where the jumps were were in front of no fans. Like, there was no fans grandstand down there. And Robbie Gordon was like, no, screw that. Back the ramps up. Back everything up. And we're going to start in front of this grandstand of people. And I know the processes in this paddock. That would have been like, we're going to have a couple weeks of deciding on this. And, and literally, it's like, no, no. Fans need to see this stupid stuff happen. Get the make it happen. Involved. And like, totally. there needs to be more of that in general. Like, no, no, no. Settle down. Make this more of a show for the fans. Because like, that's why that thing is so popular. Is yeah. because it's like just dumb fan stuff that they like. It's monster trucks on road courses. Yeah, I mean, can, it, you know, it doesn't get any better than we that. We figure out how to jump prototypes and land them. Totally. Oh Sky's the limit. <laughs> so Robbie was on, on my last live show at Portland, and so he's sitting there next to Frank Keaty and this guy, all these, like, again, amazing IndyCar drivers. 
and we're talking IndyCar. Stadium Super Trucks were there, part of the show. And so I had to stop Robbie at one point because he's there trying to sell the oh, yeah. series to the crowd. Oh, yeah. Oh, and it's amazing. Oh, and so look, funny. no disrespect to you guys, but we do this and that. And I saw like, we've seen it. <laughs> you don't have to say yeah. a word. Yeah. Yeah. We get it in it one itself. jump. It's the best thing ever. Yeah. If anything, you should have the IndyCar folks are like taking notes. Right. So, yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. amazing. It's really cool. Um, yeah, thanks Same to thing. Continental. I know it's a Cooper show, and they're yeah, cool too. Brother, look, but it's really cool that Continental <laughs> let me do that because I have zero background in that whatsoever. And they're like, "You want to do that?" I'm like, "Hell yeah!" And so they let me. That was pretty. So neat. I wanted to do it too until you were just talking about the jumping in. Now I'm like, ah. it's not that bad. The reality is, is that I'm still so inconsistent on the launch. Because every time I hit the ramp, it's like the 18th time, the 19th time. Matt Brabham's been doing it for like four right. years now. He's and you watch him fly through the air, and it's like, dude, you land so good. And he's like, yeah, because I know exactly what I need the Have thing to do. Have you seen a Surfer's Paradise hit, though? When yeah, when he goes straight in. Yeah. yeah. But didn't he knows how Jimmy, to Vassa, too. Jimmy Vassa like, broke his back doing <laughs> oh, yeah. it? Yeah, but like well. the thing is, is what happens, what I've, I've done two races. I know a lot now. Um, but the thing is, if you're not like in that seat, like tight as you can possibly be, you get wrecked really quickly. Oh, uh, so I've never been tighter in a seat ever than in that thing, yeah. and it's not so bad. But if there's any movement whatsoever, it goes through you. You know, I'm but pretty it, good at crashing, though. I think I'll be all right. You would be a big thrill there. You would. Like, <laughs> yeah. The fans would love you in that thing because, like, there's no like yeah, yeah, crash. The, cat the sand is, leg. There's no coming to the stadium super truck. Like the rules are, if you lose the hood, you lose two positions at in the race. That's the only rule about like not wrecking into each other. So you can't just go <laughs> knock the front end off of it. But they also tell you when you're accelerating, the bumpers line up. It's the uh, braking really? where they're like because the thing dips down. Yeah. So you're just like. I'd have never met Casey Mears before in my life, and I'm like bump drafting him off a ramp in Toronto, and I'm like, hope he's cool with this. And then afterwards, he's like high fiving me. I was like, all right, Casey Mears is cool. Because that would have been really mad at me. (laughs) The only thing the stadium super trucks have yet to do, and maybe you can be the catalyst for this, I want to see some sort of Alan Colwicky Hooters retro cup. I mean, we've. I don't believe the sponsors in most of those cars actually exist. I mean, I think it's just to make it look like it's pro, but... Continental exists. I can confirm that. That's true. Very true. I think that would be cool if you could just start to bring in some of that fun, too. Seriously, it shut down a lot of series if you did that. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good time. So tell us, do we have more Dinner with Racers coming? Hopefully. Folks, clear your hard drive? Something? Are you you announcing you're retiring? Have you divorced Heckman? What, uh, Heckman's probably dead right now. Di- diabetes here. and rickets have finally set in. Yes. Uh, plus, if you don't sleep for like three years of your life, that probably doesn't help. Skating diseases, too. He's, yeah, plus also syphilis. Um, question? Uh, question? Yeah, I was actually asked, uh, when more people have showed up, did Sean Heckman tell you to ask no. that? Yeah, no. the, the answer is no. No, no. fewer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It'd be in the bathroom outside. That's yeah. all we need. We're, we're working on more dinner with racer stuff. We awesome. haven't really solidified what it is or what, how much and things like that. But uh, we're very appreciative of all the listeners, and it's almost now like a responsibility because, like, man, these people are going to be pissed if we don't put yeah. something out for them. You probably get that with videos. Like people yeah. are like, how come you haven't posted a video? Yeah. Right. Same thing yeah. with the show. So it'll be back at some point. Soon, I hope. So we'll see. Do you guys get any grief now that you're also kind of promoters sanctioning body since you have an eye race? I mean, like, do you guys get blown? Oh, that was genius. Oh, my. Yeah, I had to commentate for that one. 
Oh yeah, you, you did. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. They Marco. forgot. They forgot to turn off the yellow, so our entire race was full course yellow. Yeah. So this is the greatest <laughs> thing about Jordan Taylor because he's very wow. quick on his feet. Oh. So we're doing an indie race with Skip Barber cars, and it wasn't that we forgot to turn off; it like failed. Oh, really? Yeah, like because Sean was running the thing, and he's like, "It's not doing." Like, <laughs> so I feel bad for him because he's like literally pulling his hair out trying to fix it. Yeah. But we had was it you and Ricky? Yeah, yeah. We we have this guy named Marco who works for the the, oh, the hosting he's series. So he's Italian. like a real Italian guy who he, he like was reading the comments and Pompelli's commenting, and he's like, "We have Spencer Pompelli commenting, and I hope it's the real one." You know, it's like <laughs> it's the real one. Yeah, there are many fake Spencer Pompelli. Right, he was a pretty common name. So, but Jordan. We figured this out pretty quick. I'm standing in the paddock here, actually coaching Ferrari Challenge. You were you weren't there that weekend. You were somewhere yeah, else. Not somewhere else. And uh, you took it upon yourself because there's yellow after yellow after yellow. It was all yellow. And he started talking about the drivers, and he's like, so he's like, so we got Steve Thompson in P2, who apparently loves the beach and has a golden retriever. And I'm like, <laughs> he's on Facebook. Like, yeah. He's, he's looking Facebook. him up on Facebook. Yeah. And if their private, if their profile is private, he's just picking off whatever he can get out of yeah. it. And I was like, that is a genius move. That might that be an the best part yeah. of the whole thing. Yeah. That might be an IMSA suggestion too. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Taylor commentary week, just for like a Michelin, yeah. you know, pilot cup. Race that'd be the best. So then he starts doing commercials that I, you obviously oh, that's right. did. But the best part was yeah. like the guy that's hosting us for us. We don't know him from anybody. And Jordan's like, "Hey Marco, how about we take a quick commercial break?" And and you can hear the Marco guy like, "Okay, like what's this gonna be?" <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And, then I, and then I YouTubed uh, like uh, hotel elevator music, and I'm like, "Oh, and today we've got the Velociraptor." Uh, and he's just throwing out. Yeah. Right. But the best was the Marco guy's like, "Oh God, I can't control this." guy because they're calling it in from like you're in florida or something yeah. at the time and this guy marco's in italy somewhere and he has no idea what you're about to say yeah. and i'm like i'm literally in an awning down here coach dying laughing <laughs> under the awning oh, at, so like you're red <laughs> like i'm like okay this kid is legit funny yeah jordan um, what about you what are, what are you dropping have has mark Erickson reached out to you and asked you why you blamed him. No, for he did retweet it though. I All never right. met him. Yeah, no, he never. Uh, I, I, but you, you, I think you texted me to do one after or you tweeted that I should do one after. Uh, what's the race team at Portland? Yes, I should have done one for there because he wasn't there. Yeah, that would have been even funnier. Yeah, I was gonna. I said, look, yeah. you did the brilliant blame Mark Erickson for the Pocono crash. Yeah. He wasn't involved in, in. Yeah. <laughs> so you should do one now for the Portland race where there's a big crash where he wasn't actually there and just blame him too. <laughs> So yeah, so tell us stories. Anything coming? Which, any stories? No, I mean, any, any videos? I don't think I have any good sto- uh, yeah. video. Dog the, the videos come plans. out of nowhere. What about like off season? Got anything cool planned? Go anywhere? Go anywhere? Oh, you want to come? Yeah, I want to <laughs> come. Actually, yeah, I just built a ramp off my dock. Um, <laughs> That's a very Florida thing. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. We actually built it in Home Depot to make sure it worked, and uh, then did you on- bring the bike? No, we didn't test it at Home Depot. Um, but yeah, we got some projects. I think we were gonna. We did actually try pull a tube off the dock with the boat off the jump, but we need to extend the runway. So off-season project will be extend the runway another thirty feet with a tarp, and then eventually we want a zip line. I, I just moved. Don't you I, have a boat, cat? Shouldn't you be involved here? I think I should, but I, I didn't get the invite. Yeah, I do. Come on down. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, road trip. Yeah, man. <laughs> all of us. Yeah, yeah. Right. How did all those guys? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. There's definitely some weird projects going on in Florida. Miss Lake, how about you? Anything fun coming up here? Are you going on vacation anywhere Uh, after the season's over? I am not. Um, Not got anything planned. Although I probably will go back to England at some point and say hi to my mama. Um, 
I I haven't I didn't go skiing last year and I love skiing like it is a passion of mine so I definitely want to make that a reality this winter. Um, was thinking of going to the Bahamas. Obviously, Ooh, that's, that's not going to happen. Uh, no, too Nassau. soon. That's how you can go to. Can you still? Yeah, a friend of mine just went. Really? Yeah, like like last weekend. Huh. What? <laughs> what came <laughs> into your mind? I was going to say, like, what's everyone's thoughts on vlogs? On blogs? Vlogs. Oh, vlogs. Why are you going to start one? Vlog? No, I was going to start an ironic one. The Bad Fast Blog. Come on. Oh. 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 All right, we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What's a vlog? I want to just follow someone throughout the day. Oh. A video vlog. I was going to do an ironic one, but like people oh, ask, ask wait, me to do real hold ones. Hold on. We need to talk about Rodney Swintonstorm here. You're him? just like anything. <laughs> when are we going to see that guy great. again? Yeah. yeah. A Rodney vlog? Yeah, yeah. that, that would be great. Life? Yeah. Oh, we could do that. Yeah. yeah. I could do that. That's good. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, no worries. Strategist. Yeah. Much, right. Social, 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 social media strategy. <laughs> wow. Here? He wasn't invited. He actually hasn't. Actually, you know Does what? Does Rodney go anywhere if he's not paid you know to go there? what I want to do? No, no. It's not that big time. <laughs> um, what I want to do is I want... Ron, you to be a yellow shirt at Indy 500 qualify oh, next year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that has to. I need yeah. to make that happen. Get a whistle. Dougie Bowles would make that I don't happen. need. I, yeah. Maybe I'll just show up with a yellow shirt with a whistle. <laughs> How fast would I get kicked out? <laughs> maybe you need to patrol, be a yellow shirt patrolling the yellow shirts. Right. Even better. Yes. That's oh, how you go to that's jail. That's genius, Marshall. Wow. I actually do have parking tickets for him, so I could do some with tickets as well. We're using our podcast for bad, not good here, apparently. All bad right. fast. Well, before we close... <laughs> Velociraptor. Questions, Velociraptor. thoughts, whatever. Oh, yeah. This is all just meant to How you guys us. doing? Jordan, when are you and Ricky going to make another music video? That's a question. Actually, Ryan has <laughs> a couple of those. We get that question all the time. The problem is that was actually a lot of work. Um, <laughs> like a lot Noticing of preparation. A theme here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't like to work. Um, actually, that's a comment I always get. Like, how much free time do you have? And yeah. I can say I do have a lot, but um, <laughs> no, like it's hard to pick the right song and then write a story it's about like what the song's about in the background and thing. what scenes you want and Total what outfits rapid. you want. Um, and now with Twitter, you can't. It have to be a YouTube, but now you get copyright issues. Yeah, and all so you have to find stuff. a song that's already allowed on there. Actually, we wrote a song. We wrote a song to. Uh, we didn't start the fire. We. No, we didn't write that one. Um, <laughs> but we didn't start the fire. We we took the tune of it and we wrote like three or four paragraphs. Oh, I remember you reached out to me. Really like, Can you write something? Like, I'm like, I'm not. Oh man, it was really good. But yeah. uh, no, no plans right now. They're just Instagram videos now. Every now and then, I think about like like Christopher Mies and like his buddies in Germany. If they ever come across that, and they're like, "What's up with these idiots in America?" Yeah, I know. Well, the <laughs> worst stuff is like seeing videos. who. Like seeing who follows me, like Max Verstappen and Norris follow Rodney, like and they only follow like two or three hundred people. I'm like, what are they doing? Yeah, following Rodney. The power. It's so yeah, good. it's very weird. Yeah. Any other questions, y'all? Oh, that was a lie. I'm not getting on iRacing, <laughs> and that was a total lie. I'll tell you why. Like in two months. Two months. <laughs> two months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you starting D racing? No, we already have our e-racing league. I just I needed a, I needed some feedback for a project I was working on at the time, and that's all I could say. I think it's time to say thanks, y'all, for coming out. Thanks yeah, you guys are awesome. Yeah, yeah. Velociraptor. <laughs> We've got some stuff to give away. He didn't leave you any grapes, but we oh, do have tickets. I can. If you s- want to s- sign them? Yeah, sure. If you want sure. us to sign them, yeah. come on up. 
Thanks again to those three plus our guests. We really did. We had a good little time. Cannot wait to get back, do more of our live podcasts. So coming sometime soon. I don't know when, but I can't wait. If you haven't, you might check out marshallpruittpodcast.com. Got more than a thousand episodes for you, plus all the variety of ways you might subscribe if you like the nonsense that we churn out. All right. Well, I am Marshall Pruitt. This is our little Marshall Pruitt podcast brought to you by Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, and TorontoMotorsports.com. <laughs>